had I had that kind of information prior to her going into the military, I, I would have presented that to her, and, and I would have given her the other ultimatum of going on to school and helping her country another way other than the military. But, you know, I, didn't, I had no idea this was going to happen. Um, we just, uh, you know, all of us were apprehensive about her going in, but it wasn't any doubt in my mind that she could handle it. Lavina had a, I, I went in the service and I did three years. I didn't particularly care for it, but I asked for it, so I did my three years. I got the impression her attitude was pretty much the same way. I volunteered, so I'm going to get my three years over with, and then I'm going to get out and, and, and go to school. So, uh, like I say, but first of all, she was in a small place. She said she could hold out her hands and she could touch both walls. The irony behind that is the Army kept insisting she was found dead in her tent. And I've got several correspondence where they said that. Well, they only did that because I challenged the fact that they told me they couldn't find a, the bullet that killed her. And so my point was, well, if she killed herself inside her barracks, then how come you don't have a bullet? That tells me that you're lying. She was either shot in the open or in some space where it was pretty spacious and you can't find it. I said, but that wouldn't have been in a barracks. So then they countered and said she was found dead in her tent. And, and that just never flew because in their same paperwork, they talked about searching her barracks and not finding anything unusual. So... They talked out of both ends of their mouths, and that's why this whole thing is so confusing. And let's talk some more about the physical evidence. There's a, a number of things I've I've uh, read online. Uh, well, I guess first off, in this partial autopsy and what other uh, whatever other investigation the army did, what suggestions were there of rape? What physical evidence was there? Uh, now, as far as their written evidence of rape, uh, there was none because they never, never mentioned it. However, in our reviewing uh, the paperwork, uh, they sent us a copy of her vaginal area, and uh, it was so distorted, we were trying to figure out what happened there. And my brother, who has the background in criminal science suggested that they look like they may have been airbrushed. So we then thought, okay, well, why would they send a picture of her vaginal area distorted like this? So we assumed at that point that rape was more than likely involved. Uh, as you know, Congressman Clay was on the uh, that uh, military reform committee, and he asked the Army to send us original copies of the uh, information that they had sent us. And uh, on that CD, it was CD-ROM, that's what it was supposed to be, but they sent us a CD. And on that CD, it's obvious that she got raped. In addition to that, she was beaten severely. And in addition to that, uh, there was an attempt to burn down the crime scene with her body in it. And this was all reflected in the paperwork that they sent us. Did I remember correctly? She had a broken nose, loose teeth, and a and a bruised lip. Actually, she she did have a broke nose, and it was concave, and it ran from right to left. She had loose teeth, and and she also had a cracked mandible. Uh, there was one picture with some debris hanging off the butt of her weapon. So we're 
evidence that she, she either had a dislocated shoulder or a dislocated elbow because they had her lying on her stomach and her, her hand was turned outwards instead of inwards on the left side, but the right side was turned the way it should have been. In addition to that, uh, the physical location of the rifle in the paperwork, several witnesses, and, and we question now about some of the affidavits because we, we're not sure if some of this stuff is actually authentic or that people actually said some of the things that they said. But at any rate, one of them said it was on her wrist. One of them said it was on her shoulder. And another one said she was lying on it. Well, the picture that we got, her rifle was laying perfectly straight. Uh, she's laying in a, a position, and her right elbow was over her face. So somebody took her arm and put it over her face. Then you had what looked like a, a gurney laying on the floor. And on the other side of that gurney, her rifle laid perfectly straight. Uh, but then gunpowder residue test and they said on her right thumb uh, there was no indication that she even handled that weapon. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, you said she was five foot one how big was this rifle does that make yes. it uh, unlikely uh, or impossible yeah. or what do you Me think? Being a, a soldier I can tell you uh, several things about that weapon I, I qualified on the M1 rifle but they introduced the uh, M16 rifle right at the tail end of my three years. And so I was, and they gave us a tremendous orientation on it. The thing that they bragged about the most was the firepower that it had. So here you have a, a, a woman that's 5'1". You have a combat weapon that's 40 inches long, and most of it is barrel. Uh, they said she sat down on a stool and stuck it in her mouth. Now, her being five, one, I've got a picture of my daughter. In fact, I've given it to the news media. Her sitting on a cart, and that cart would be slightly above her knees. She has her M16 rifle sitting in her lap, and the barrel of that weapon is up around her eyebrows. Now, if you're talking about her sitting on a stool that's 18 inches high, then that makes their weapon then even longer. And there's no way with her short arms and everything she would have been able to physically stick that rifle in her mouth and shoot herself. The other thing that's appalling is the fact that the physical damage does, does not depict what a combat weapon will do, particularly at close range. That M16 rifle, you can shoot somebody from a distance and it hit. You get bone fragments and everything else. Uh, my daughter didn't have any of that. Uh, she just hit a hole in the head. Now, so you, I guarantee you that wasn't an M16 rifle that she was shot with. And you said when when you looked at her body, you saw the one bullet wound. Did that look like an exit or an entrance Now, I, I, by me not being that familiar at the time, I didn't know which one it was. But I was told, and I'm not going to reveal who told me that, that it was an entry wound. But the military was the ones that said it was an exit wound from an M16 rifle. And, and it was ironic because when the medical examiner talked to me, we argued on the phone. Uh, I told him the bullet hole was on the left side of her head. He said, no, sir, it was in the back. I said, no, I saw the bullet hole on her head, and it was on the left-hand side. He said, 
said, no, sir, it was in the back of the head. I said, I saw it, man. Are you listening to me? He said, well, it pro obviously it depends on the angle you were looking at. And I thought, look, I, I can see right now there's no rationale reasoning with you. So then I asked him, uh, have my, had my daughter been raped? Did you check to see if she had been raped? And he said, no, I didn't. I said, you call my house and you tell me my daughter killed herself under distress and you didn't check to see if she was raped. It seems to me that would have been the first thing that would have been appropriate to do. I was told there was no sign of a rape, of, of a struggle rather. So you can imagine when I start pulling these pictures out and I see her face all messed up, her nose broken, her teeth all crooked and all this stuff, you can imagine how shocked I was when I opened that and, and saw that he in fact lied to me. I, I can try to imagine. I don't know how well I can do. but uh... It was, I'll be honest with you, the first time I pulled those pictures out, uh, it overwhelmed me so much. I couldn't hardly breathe. My heart was beating so fast I had to kind of put it up. And I went and sat in the bathroom and I I just cried, man, you know, uh, trying to compose myself. And then later on I, I just kind of went through a couple of them and, and it was hard. But then I saw it, started seeing some, some pictures that, that raised some questions. So I called my brother and I told him, I said, man, you know what, man? I said, I'm looking at these pictures. I said, it looks like Lavina got beat all the hell, man. And he said, you're kidding me. I said, I'm looking at this. I said, I don't see suicide in these pictures nowhere. He said, bring them to me. And so he went through them, and he started calling me as he found stuff. And he said, you know what, man? He said, you're right. And so he, we went through it detail by detail, sweetheart, before we put that package together. And we sent it back to the Army and, and appealed to them to, hey, you better look at your own evidence because there's a problem here. And of course, they ignored us. And one other thing I seem to remember, uh, some of the material you got didn't have pictures uh, and or text indicating a, a trail of blood drops leading in or out of her tent or something? Yes. Uh, actually, there was blood all over the place. Uh, there were se several pools of blood in the contractor's tent that she was found dead in. Uh, there was a picture where there, there, there were trails of blood uh, leading into the tent right where a body was, was laid. Uh, it looks like somebody brought her body in that tent wrapped in some kind of canvas covering and they had the, the, the ends tied up because we found string lying there and, and so when they picked that canvas uh, container up, it left a huge blood smudge on the ground, and then there are drops leading from that spot up to where her body was. And and I've got a picture that the criminal investigators uh, artist drew, and he even has a pool of blood on her right hand side, but the bullet hole is on her left hand side, and he even drew that pool of blood, and it was several inches several uh, it could have been a good foot depending on how you look at it from from her body so we assumed that they was holding it to try to you know gather themselves so they could take it off of that canvas bag and lay it down and they've just pulled blood out you know and i'm a little confused here the army was saying that this happened in her own little tent originally that was what we were told 
But you had pictures showing her in the contractor's tent? Correct. And they even got in their paperwork that she was found dead in her tent. And that's not true. This was a, in fact, the criminal investigator asked one of the first two respondents, what is this tent used for? And he said the contractors use it to store their equipment and they take breaks in it. So how did the the military, what was their final resolution on supposedly where she was killed? They didn't elaborate on it. All they focused on was the motive for her committing suicide. They didn't address anything else. And in addition to that, the first and second respondent says when they rushed in the tent, she was lying there with her right arm over her face, and there was a bench, and this was supposed to have been the bench that the Army says she sat on to shoot herself. This bench was turned upside down on her chest, and somebody lit an excellent and set it on the bottom of the bench. Then there was a second fire, and they tried to set the tent on fire. So their intent was to burn that tent down with her body in it and all the evidence thereof. And is the Army trying to say that this was part of her suicide? That no, she didn't elaborate on it at all. Wow. And do you know who this contractor was, either individually or what company? I I know uh, what the company is right now. That's privileged information because there is an ongoing uh, investigation by the news media. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they, they've advised me, but I'm going to let them bring all that information out. But as far as you know, there's no, uh, in the material you received from the Army, there's nothing about investigating the contractor for... Uh, we submitted a, a request uh, to the FBI because we originally tried to assert it could have been a contractor, but we got none respondents from them, so... Yeah. Now, I uh, saw a... Uh, St. Louis television news report of you had her body exhumed and examined again. Can you tell us about that? That had to be pretty stressful for you, I'm sure. Right now, that is another issue that uh, I can't discuss right now because there's something going on with that because we were told uh, uh, by the autopsy person that uh, they didn't find anything, and uh, but we haven't received the autopsy, nor have I received the uh, x-rays or the pictures. So at this point, uh, we consider that autopsy as being incomplete right now, mm-hmm. and that's, that's all I can say on it. Now, are you trying to get more official investigation done now? trying to do is to uh, get this case uh, reopened with independent people investigating it because I don't think the Army right now can be objective. Uh, There's no indication whatsoever in this paperwork that Lavina committed suicide. None. No physical damage. And all we got to do is keep working until the right people look at this evidence and if we can get the right people to look at this evidence, then we'll get some justice. So you have to imagine how difficult it was for me and my family to sit down and discuss, given the pictures that we had, to the news media. But we were forced 
into a position where we absolutely had no choice. And once the news media actually started looking at the pictures and the physical evidence, they could see how confusing it was. Are you getting any help currently from your uh, congressional delegation? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's working, uh, been keeping in communications with us. We don't, I don't talk too much about what they're doing right now, but I am getting support from, from uh, my congressman, and in addition to that, I have a senator who is, uh, has indicated that uh, uh, they would help us. So politically, we are getting some support because the way it stands right now, that's the only way we're going to get some justice because the military is not going to come forward and admit that they made a mistake and or lied. So they've got to be forced to do that, but uh, we I'm going to let our political system work the way it's supposed to work, and we'll just have to see how that works out. Yeah. All I know is there's no evidence of suicide. There's plenty evidence of rape and murder and an attempt to destroy evidence, and sooner or later somebody's going to look at that and, and we'll get some justice. So that's what we're working towards, uh, restoring my daughter's uh, reputation because they went through uh, uh, some extreme innuendos about my daughter and her character, and uh, and all that did was just fuel me to try to clear her name all the more. And if any of our listeners are interested in finding out more, or is there anything they could do to support the, your congressman or anything? Actually, uh, I don't know if. Uh, if you know about the uh, website that Philip Barron set up, yes. In fact, that's that? that's where I've got most of my information that that led me yeah. to speak to you. That that website uh, is just a tremendous uh, uh, tool in that uh, just about everything's on there, including the TV interviews, etc. We are. I look at it every day. I, I have to see my daughter's face every day and. And I'm just sharing this with you now. One of the reasons why I have to do that, because I still keep having these flashes of her lying there dead and all this blood, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it is good for me every day to get on the computer and see her smiling face. And then I keep tabs on the signature total because uh, Mr. Barron set that up so that we could he could collect signatures uh, to be pr 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 provided to the Armed Services Committee to compel the Army to take action. Uh, we've got over 5,000 signatures on there, so it's, it's picking up and we are getting the kind of support from the general public, and it's ironic because I read those responses, and we've got retired military on there. We have people that are still in the service. And one other thing that happened uh, when Charles uh, KMOV did that interview back in February. Uh, they put it on the internet, and I was told from them that uh, they were getting responses from soldiers as far away as Japan, Italy, and Germany. Uh, on the 15th of June, uh, there was an indication on that website that her story hit Europe. So this is a story that has international appeal so far, and uh, we're getting a lot of support from the public on that website. Dr. John Johnson, father of Lavina Johnson, uh, we're about out of time. Any quick final words you'd like to leave with our listeners? 
I just think it's ironic that my daughter was a patriarch, and she, uh, for some reason, man, she, I guess she really loved this country, and I guess it was because I, I, I taught in my household that if you find your niche in lieu of the problems in this country, you can do well. I had no idea she was absorbing every word, and so she went in the Army because she wanted to help her country. The irony is, up to this point, her country has turned on her, and I think that is just ironic that it happened like that. Dr. Johnson, I'm very sorry for your loss, and I, I really appreciate your taking the time to tell us about your daughter. Today. All right, thank you very much.